0: Hey, Kaden. Yes, Mommy? It's time for the She's About Business show. Yes. Hey there, it's your host, Aethia Garnes, the impact coach, the she and she's about business, This episode of the show is brought to you by the She's About Business YouTube channel. Please check it out and tune in to my new series entitled Three Things to Impact Your Life Today with a new episode airing every other Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And there will be a new episode tomorrow. So I'm kind of sad to be bringing season three to an end. It's been truly rewarding to have so many amazing guests on this season. And I hope you guys have loved this journey of highlighting savvy moguls who are making moves. I feel like I have been inspired by them. I've learned so much and I hope you have too. One of the biggest things that I just wanted to bring home from the season is that whether or not you consider yourself to be a mogul, or an entrepreneur. You are the CEO of your own life, which was actually the title of an episode (laughs) this season, which I will be highlighting today. But much of what the moguls have brought to the table this season has been insight, motivation, encouragement, all to help us from the inside out. Right. The thing that keeps many budding entrepreneurs from making it or from continuing are the very same things that keep many people from making it in life that makes people give up in life so whether you're an entrepreneur or not we're really not that different life often mirrors business in the way that it challenges us You know, it asks us to dig deeper, think bigger, dream more boldly, work harder. So hopefully, whether you're the CEO of a company or the savvy mobile mom managing your family in your own life, hopefully this season has impacted your life in some way. Okay. So... Welcome to season three, episode 14 of the award-winning She's About Business show, a.k.a. The Sav Show, giving all honor to God for all of his amazing blessings and to my savior, Jesus Christ, just for being my savior and who he is in my life. And of course, thanks to all of you, my fabulous sisters and fabulous fellas for tuning in and for supporting the show on the various platforms. I appreciate each and every one of you. Could not do it without you. This week, I wanted to just take a look back at some of the most inspiring moments from the season, and there have been so many amazingly powerful moments that I probably have to do two parts, but I hope these moments bless you as much this time as they did the first time you heard them. And if this is your first time, go back and listen to the full interviews. Okay. All right. Here we go. Partnering on purpose with Sharon Oliver. Well, why I do it, I believe it's pretty much my God given um, drive to actually give women a platform. I believe that I'm doing exactly what he's created me to do you know, growing up, my nickname was called (laughs) Motormouth. So (laughs) I never really thought, I never really saw myself working in the journalist field or anything like that. But I definitely felt that I had a personality. If anything, I definitely felt like I had a personality that drew people in. And I felt Mm -hmm. like I had the heart that actually cared about how people actually felt and the issues that were important to them. Um, So who I serve, I feel like it's more of the women who I feel deserve and need that platform because we all have a story and so I feel like yeah. my job is to find powerful women that have powerful stories and you do an amazing job of that so I can't imagine you being called motor mouth like really you don't talk too yes. so much let me stop <laughs> <laughs> So you know how we're, how I'm kind of doing this, like the first two questions, everybody answers the same one, but I just have so many things I want to ask you, but I'm going to try to stick to my format here. But um, it's been said that over 90% of people have some kind of entrepreneurial dream or idea, but only about 14% take the leap and actually take a chance at it. What was the defining thought or occurrence or thing that made you say, this is something that I have to do? What was it that actually pushed you out and made you take the leap into doing what you're doing right now? Well, I guess I would have to say I was in, I worked in corporate America for 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while I was there, I definitely, um, times would get at Capital One, you were like, oh my God, like not another phone call or not another corporate meeting. Right. But then I started to realize that. Let me take what they're imparting into me and actually do something with it. And so I would sit at my desk and actually go through the motions of when I'm answering the talk of the clients that I'm now talking to people that are actually my clients, for example. So I started in order to endure um, working there on you know nine to five, et cetera, and all of the stress of that, I started to put myself, these are my clients. And so even though I was servicing them for them, I started to imagine, you know, okay, these are my clients, I'm doing customer service for them, for myself. Um, What Mm kind of got me out of the leap, um, or leap into it, is when I left Capital One, I opened up a daycare center for 23 years. Um, And so from that point, well, I seem really old. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm gonna have to check those dates. (laughs) But anyway, so even with that, because I must have started when I was five. (laughs) But even with that, Um, getting into doing childcare, I became very complacent because you get, as an entrepreneur, you may have a dream, but you won't push forward because a lot of times you have that, you have the money that you want and you've kind of reached a certain level of, okay, I'm going to be, I'm satisfied. I'm going to be stagnant. And, but I really felt like there was something more that God was really calling me to do. And so therefore, when the bottom fell out, I had already started. But then as the, you know, me constantly hearing God say, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And me constantly saying, yeah, but not right now, right? Yeah. So he allowed all of my stability to just dissipate, mm-hmm. just, just go out the window. And that really just thrust me full time because I had no choice. So my plan A and plan B, he was just like, N- now is the time. Now will you go do it, Miss Oliver? Yes, sir, we will. So. <laughs> Season three, episode two: Paying It Forward with Regina Rock.
1: I think as people in this human condition that we're in, we struggle uh, at all times. Uh, all of us at some time or the other with limiting beliefs, and so there is um, there's work that I've done with my professional coaching. Uh, there was a personal foundations um, workshop and training that I had to go through to to uh, complete my professional coach training and certification. Mm-hmm. And so I've taken that and I've actually hosted several uh, workshops on fortifying your foundation. Mm-hmm. I've, um, I've hosted retreats for women um, about loving themselves because oftentimes as women, we put other people and other things above ourselves and we're at the bottom of the totem pole. And so mm-hmm. we, uh, we're so busy serving and trying to give to others that we end up being depleted and there's something that's there, and and I will tell you, for me, my limiting belief that I have struggled with for years is, is this belief that I have to perform and produce in order to have value. Mm. So God has done a work in me in breaking that limiting belief, and um, I I did a lot of research on this actually because I really wanted to understand where it was coming from for mm. myself, and then how do I help other people get free? And so there's a, a resource that I've developed. And I'll be posted on my website uh, this week of um, four steps to breaking limiting beliefs. And it's based on the research that I've done and then my own progress through breaking that limiting belief. And it's a really cool exercise of how do you identify it? um, How do you explore it? How do you challenge it? And then how do you reframe that limiting belief? Wow, that's amazing. I love that because I think that
0: everybody, you know, deals with with something. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like you mentioned about like PTSD, a lot of times we only want to acknowledge that with members of the military, which of course mm-hmm. we, we know, you know, the awful things that they have witnessed and, and suffered and things like that. But a lot of people, you know, just a lot of children, a lot of us yes. in general are walking, walking around with PTSD because of things that they've experienced just within their homes. Right. Yeah, and that plays out, you know, within our communities on a daily. It day. does,
1: it does, and you know, I will tell you this. I mean, me being an African American woman um, of of faith, and so oftentimes what I've seen in our black community, and particularly our black churches, we aren't real about our struggles and what we're going through. We put on the happy church face, and yeah. and and uh, and we don't deal with those issues. And there's things that we've got to uncover and unpack. Um, so that we can invite the Lord in to heal in those areas, but if we don't acknowledge where we're sick and where we're broken, we can't get the healing that we
0: need. Exactly. Oh, girl, that's such a deep conversation we can get into. I know, right? And you, we're, we're going to have to do a part two. <laughs> break protocol. <laughs> yeah, that is that is so absolutely true. I think that you know, and I'm going to just say this, and I'm going to move on to the to the next question. But you you really touched on something deep because you know. It, the answer is not always just one thing you know that's right that they can pray their way free you know or they can take medication and get free sometimes mm-hmm. you know god created multiple things of course that's right prayer and we need deliverance and we need healing in that way but he also gave doctors
1: that's right counselors insights, therapists
0: and, counselors and life coaches mm-hmm. he gave us the duty also of helping and doing the work so it's not just one answer it's, it's often multiple things that we have to do to get free. Season three, episode four, Do It Scared with Charbet Mitchell. Most people feel like you need 100% confidence. You really don't. You just need 1%, one or 2% more confidence than fear. You only need 51% confidence. You can still have 49% fear. Mm-hmm. You just need one or 2% more confidence to move, right. and so what happens is, as you do things, your confidence builds. People Absolutely. are thinking that it works in reverse. I'm going to wait until I have the confidence. Thank you. Then I'm going to move. No, right. as you move, your confidence yes. builds. And what I hear a lot from people is they feel like they have to be perfect. Right. They have to look a certain way. They have to have a certain amount of money. They have to have a certain amount of whatever. You right. know, I think sometimes it's almost like you know we're afraid to step out because we're afraid to fail. So we come up with excuses, but in the midst of it, it does not feel like excuses. Right. Right. Um, and so like, like you saying, like, you know, if people could just get that, you know, as long as you're not more afraid, right. You are confident, you're good. Yes. Right. So you didn't always think that you were going to be able to succeed, but you just kept doing it. You just kept taking steps. You just kept kept. taking steps. Yeah. Um, And I definitely say my faith Played a Absolutely. role in that. But quite honestly, I think every entrepreneur, whether right. they associate that right. with a, with God, hiring right. whatever, every entrepreneur has to have some level of faith to believe Absolutely. I'm going to step out and I'm going to continue getting clients, I'm going to continue selling products or mm-hmm. services. So uh, faith is definitely a part. And I, and I believe every entrepreneur has that, however they identify that. Definitely. How do you speak to someone who, and here's another question. Dang it, Charbet. <laughs> <laughs> it just
2: happened. Is I with
0: it. But how do you speak to the person who says, um, I don't know what problem I can fix. I don't mm-hmm. know who I'm called to serve, or I think I know what I want to do, but they haven't really pinpointed. Cause I get that a lot. Like I like doing this, but they haven't been able to identify the problem that they're trying to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that everybody can do it Right. Mm-hmm. And I work with people to do that. But how do you speak to those type of situations when the person comes to you and maybe just hasn't figured it all out? Because that can actually keep people from ever doing anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there are two parameters they want to look at. One, what do they do very well? Mm -hmm. What's something that you do very well, effortlessly, easily? That's the first parameter. The second parameter is, and do you like doing it? Because sometimes there are things we do very well, but we don't like it. So if you can sit down and that, that customer, that per, not customer, but that person that could be a, a aspiring entrepreneur, yeah. if they can look at what is it that I do very well that's mm-hmm. effortless for me almost, and I like doing right. it, start there. Because there's somebody that can't do that, right. doesn't like to do that, and they will pay you. That's a great point. And I'm, I'm going to just say this and then I'll move on to the next question, I promise. <laughs> but that's so true because I actually started out coaching, doing kind of a little bit what you do, where Mm -hmm. I would would help people with their websites and things like that. And I'm like, you know, I can do this, but I don't like doing it right. And so that's when I was like, "Mm, this is, even though I can do it and I'm pretty good at it, I didn't really have the heart to keep doing it. So I think that's also something that they can use as an example. Um, And also, you know, like what I'm doing right now with this, this mm-hmm. podcast. Like nobody pays me to do this. I right. just love it. Yeah. So you know, you've heard that cliche, or you know, find a thing that you would do for free. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that kind of is a good way to kind of help you pinpoint what you should be doing. Yeah, So great. That was a great um, answer. So now I get to pull into my little bag of questions Ooh. and get question number three for you. Let's see. Yeah. Drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see what we have. Ooh, this is a great question. So, Charvette, for the first time in history, Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss Universe are all Black women. Wow, that's amazing. It's actually an amazing time to be a woman of any race today. What is the most important thing you think that we should be teaching our young girls today? If there was one thing you could pick, what would be something that you really believe we should be teaching our young women? That they are enough. Mm. That they are enough. We're in a time where... Um, there's so much competition. Uh, yes. Social media. Right. Yes. You know, we are all, even adults, showing just the highlight right. reels, you know, rightfully so, just showing slices of our lives. Right. And so there are people, you know, looking at and comparing themselves mm-hmm. to what they see just because we're in this social media space. Right. And so we really want to teach our girls that they are enough. Yeah. Um, what you see out in media, right. social media right. and all of that. Um, is just the highlight reel. You don't know the behind the scenes and to be just really strong and confident in who they are, that they are enough, exactly how they are, whatever size, whatever shape, whatever color eyes, short hair, long hair, natural hair, wigs, weave, whatever, (laughs) you are enough. And that's what we need to continue to
1: to build into them.
0: I I agree with that, and also, you know, you're enough, and you're enough keeps growing. Yeah. As you grow, you become more, and your stage may change, and you're enough in that. And if there's anything that you feel like you are lacking, go get it. Yes. You know, that's what I tell my my people that I mentor. Like, if there's something in your life that you feel is is missing, Mm -hmm. how can we fix that? Yes. Because the world is yours. If you want um, to learn something, Take a class. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, if you want to lose the weight, lose the weight. If you want to grow your hair, grow your hair. But don't let those things stop you from from you know getting out there and doing. So that's a great thing. So you are enough. Yes. Season three, episode five: Getting in tune with you as the CEO of your life with Rita C. Ricks.
3: But here's the deal: I'm a sociology major. With a master's in adult education, business was nowhere in my purview, Right. but I followed my heart. Yeah. And so I've been in business now over 30 years because I followed my heart. And yes, there there have always been difficult times, but I just, two things. I always felt the time and energy it would take me to make money for somebody else. I could be doing it for me. That's the first thing. And the second thing is I'm never going to get fired because, you know, it's always going to be me. And so those those two pieces right there have just continued to just lead me forward, you know. And let me not let me let me just add this, that God and I are co-creators of my life. Yes. He tells me what to do and I do it. So the older I've gotten, the more I I learn about him, the easier it has gotten because I've been on the path for a long time, not realizing that I was on the path. But I say to anybody, do not try to fit your resume into what somebody else is looking for. Because it's never gonna be exactly like you want. So talk about, feel, write down what it is you want, and then figure out who wants you. Ooh, or you go out like, on your own. I
0: like that. yeah,
3: you or you own.
0: just go out on your own. And then too, it's like for me when I was in corporate America, I always knew it was like a like I'm just not going to be happy. Right. Unless right. I do it. Right. But I think especially for those women out there and those men too, who are single parents yes, or who are parents or, or mm-hmm. who are married, who have mm-hmm. any type of responsibility, it's hard to get over. I felt guilty for warning this because the other way was more secure. Right. Right. So it's like, I have children. You're being selfish. Yeah. Like, how could you think about yeah, leaving no. this job? No, 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 yeah, no, It's like no. I had to. Yes, And, and things yes. kept lining up. Yes, yes not lining up perfectly or in a good way. Like, God had to do some tough things to push me out there. Right. But I think that some people receive it, and they take the leap, and some people will just stay. And and, stay and,
3: and, and that's there. what happened to me because I taught for 15 years, mm-hmm. and I should have probably, probably left after 10. Right. But after 15, it was like, get out yeah. or just, you know, leap off a bridge and so and i kept and i kept and that's like harriet Mm -hmm. harriet said freedom or die harriet tubman you know and so for me it was i had two kids and i was divorced and my kids wanted to tell everybody my kids wanted to eat every day sometimes three times a day and i'm like what what you guys want (laughs) to eat every day i mean i can't afford it every day yeah (laughs) but when you are on that path Mm -hmm. god's got god has got you He's got, he's got you. And so the more, you know, and, and my pastor says all the time, do you ever pay attention to God's track re- record mm. in your life? Do you just look back right. and see what he's done? Yeah. If you really start to look, you see how he's brought you from so far. And, you know, my granddaughter now is an entrepreneur. And it just is amazing how how, how I've come to where I've come. And I've not been scared for years. Wow. Yeah, now. No. You know, when
0: I first met you, I remember you telling me that you know, mm-hmm. I was telling you, like, this is what, what I'm mm-hmm. just saying. I was mm-hmm. still in corporate mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. I was just starting to transition mm-hmm. into coaching. And I was I was afraid mm-hmm. and you were like so comfortable in your position and just comfortable as an entrepreneur. And I didn't get it at first. Yeah. Now I see that it's it's actually more of a faith wall. Absolutely. It's not really even about being an entrepreneur. It's about having faith. And
3: this is your path. Right. It's this is my path. And so people are saying all the time, I want per- I want to find my purpose. Mm-hmm. This is my purpose. Right. And to be where I am now at seventy two, wow. and and able to connect and integrate personal and professional. Yeah. Amen. It works. And you look amazing. It works. Thank you.
0: (laughs) But yes, and oh, this is going to bless so many people. And let let us just put this out there. We're not saying that entrepreneurship is for everybody. Exactly. I, I agree. Whatever your call is. Right. Find it. Right.
3: But here's the deal too. Everybody is CEO of their own life. Exactly
0: that's beautiful
3: Everybody right. is CEO of his or her own life and so you are creating your reality right. whether you're loving it or not so you simply have to put out there what you want to do rather than saying well I go I do this but I don't want the universe is going to send you what you say. Mm -hmm. And so you just decide on what it is you want.
0: Right. And even if that's working for somebody else, just make that decision.
3: Exactly. Be excellent. Exactly. Exactly. And enjoy it. That's the passion. That's the purpose. That's the joy of enjoying it. Yeah. Because let me tell you, worry is a form of atheism.
0: Season three, episode seven, you can't have the plan without the process with Shirley Hubbard.
2: I was like, uh-uh, God, no. This is not what you promised me. And so I was kicking and screaming against everything in me. I ended up losing my house. But slowly but surely, God is restoring everything yeah. that, you know, that, that I lost. And I'm excited about it. Now that's no, I'm not in a brand new house. But God is restoring and I'm excited about what he's doing. But I went kicking and screaming and I still kick and scream sometimes. Don't get me wrong. I still kick and scream. I'm like, God, this is not what you promised me. This is not what you showed me. And he reminds me, it's not going to look the way you think it should. Girl. I'm going to do this my way. You have to surrender. And the thing that I've struggled with the absolute most I is surrendering. Yeah. to his plans for my life. And because I, I kicked and screamed, and, I, and sometimes I continue to kick and scream, it takes me longer to get where he's trying to take me. That's right. And so now I'm I'm, kinda, I'm finally relaxing into his plans for my life. But even in that, there are still days where I question if I heard him correctly. If it, it was his voice that I heard. But somehow, even in the midst of all that questioning, he reminds me it was me. Be obedient. Surrender. I got you. So, yeah, I took the leap out of out of fear. Like, I walked head, head dead on into fear. I did that. And I went kicking and screaming. But I'm still here. I'm still here. And I'm going to do what he's called me to do. No matter what. And some days are harder than others, but I keep pushing. Some days I cry myself to sleep because the money doesn't come in consistently, but I'm still here. We have a place to live. We haven't missed a meal. We're good.
0: And I think I think sometimes, you know, we have to be reminded that we can't have, you know, God's plan without his process.
2: You know Oh yes, girl, that part. I
0: mean, but we don't really want to go to, through the process. And we look online and we look at everybody else's story and it looks like a fairy tale and it looks mm-hmm. perfect. And, and, and the truth is, is that it probably wasn't, but people only share the good stuff. Right. And exactly. so I really applaud you for, for sharing that and being honest because you know, for most people out there listening, you know, they're going to, it's not going to be a fairy tale. It's not. But It's not a fairy tale. And the whole purpose of what I'm doing, what you're doing, you know, why why I'm even having other people on the show is to get, you know, other people's stories so that other people will know, hey, this road to being a savvy mogul making moves, it's not always easy. It definitely is not. me. Um, it has not been easy. You and I have a lot in common with that. You know, I kind of went at it kicking and screaming too, like, hey, God, this is not what you said it was going to be. But again, we want the plan, but not always the process. So the process. I it's about just understanding that, you know, hey, his will is always going to end up better. Mm-hmm. And A lot of the things that we lose are things that we got into, we got involved, we purchased without his permission anyway. I mean, if we
2: oh yes. about that. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, And that's the thing. And and, I mean, that's that's hard to accept in the in the moment when you're going through that. But it's really, really honest, because now I'm trying to take more notice of how I communicate with God before I make decisions and just kind of getting in the mindset of doing that. It's very hard, but it made me realize that I was doing so many things before without even talking to him about Mm -hmm. it you know, without even seeking his will, without even getting quiet to see which way he wanted me to do, I was doing things on my own. So right. so when when you get to the restoration, you can rest assured that it's all him. And that's, that's going to be the best, you know, like, oh, yeah, awesome stuff when you get the, the restoration, when you get the new stuff, it's going to be all God. So it's going to be even better. So
2: <laughs> even better. You're absolutely right. But but like you said, we, we, we want the plan, but we don't want the process. But I'm, I'm learning to relax into the process. Yes.
0: Season three, episode eight, Elevate Success, Find Your Why, and Love Yourself with Lashawanda Moore.
4: A lot of times <laughs> we aren't in touch with our purpose and our why. You know, and we, when we're not deeply connected to our why, we tend to make all kinds of decisions that really don't inspire us. Or if we're not doing and advancing our why, we're not motivated. We become complacent. And some people don't step out and move anyway when they're not connected to their why. So I can clearly see you advancing that even in this podcast that you're doing, right? And how you have such a desire for women uh, to build each other up and support one another and not hurt one another. So thank you, Di.
0: Definitely. Thank you. Thank you for that. So look, I have to cheat a little bit right now, Okay. Okay, I have, to, I have to ask you an extra question. Okay. 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 <laughs> because um, I, I really feel like people are going to want to know this. And I, I, I okay. sense that my listeners are going to be thinking and wanting more of, of okay. you and of this topic. So for, for those people out there who are thinking, oh my gosh, like that that really resonate resonated with me, but they don't know how to get in touch with their why. Like mm-hmm. what would you say to them? How can they get in touch? Because it took me years, right? And, and yes. Like you said, it, I made a lot of mistakes. You know, I mm-hmm. I um got the wrong degree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I, mm-hmm. I you know, quit school, started again, you know, I wasted mm-hmm. a lot of time, wasted a lot of money. But like you said earlier, nothing is wasted. Okay. That's right. I, I That's do right. realize that, but I do know that. I could have I done things a lot different had I been in touch with my why. Let's just put it like that. Um, so how can we work on getting in touch with, with our why, you know, in yeah. our 20s as opposed to in our 40s or 50s? Like how, what can they do to, to do that?
4: Yeah, so what's interesting, you, you know, when you talk about the age, the millennial generation is, the generation that's really uncovering and discovering their why at an earlier age than Mm -hmm. the past generation. Uh, And they make a lot of decisions based Mm -hmm. upon, you know, their why. I I can't, first of all, I firmly believe there are no accidents and nothing is wasted or lost. Mm -hmm. So even whoever's listening to this, you can start today, no matter how old you are, Amen. this is not an, finding your why is not an easy process. Okay. Mm -hmm. It took me a while. And it was after I went through a very deep hurt that my husband actually led me through the process to discover my why. And every time I thought I had discovered it, he would ask me, but why, why is that important? Wow. And typically your why is tied to your story. Yeah. It's tied to something that happened to you before you were even six years old. So there's quite a bit of deep work that has to go on for you to discover it. And I do walk my clients through discovering their why. But just, you know, for the listening audience, one person out there, guru that inspires me or really helped me discover this whole why concept is Simon Sinek. And I, I recommend that the listeners go on and listen to the TED Talk, mm. Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And he really explains the golden circle. So this particular TED Talk will help you, and it's his, it's his rendition of it, okay? And it's his mindset around it, but it will help you understand the depth of the why that we're talking about. I'm not talking about, oh, my why is to send my kids off to college. So I'm going to work so hard and save up all this money for my kids. That is a result. That's a surface why. Your why is tied to humanity. Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, when you shared your why, it is tied to humans being hurt. You believe that no one should be in heart pain, basically. Mm -hmm. Right? And so that is a deeper connection to to humans, and to the heart. And so I recommend a start there and really doing some introspective thinking and reflection and partnering up with someone. Simon Sinek has a book, uh, Finding Your Why, and I recommend that as well. And I also recommend me, (laughs) Lashawandamore.com. Uh, I'd be glad to take on, you know, a few clients to help them discover their why. But it's definitely something that I think is critical in today's time, especially with so much. We're inundated with life. Yeah. And if you, and just imagine if you could center yourself around your deep cause, your deeply rooted cause, then so you can make life decisions based upon that. Is it being advanced or not? If it's not being advanced, don't do it. The She's About Business Show is directed and hosted by Dayuthia Gons. digital editing by Will Rice at Pro Voice Gas Studios, and copyright by She's About Business
0: Inc. Thanks so much for listening to the She's About Business Show. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Also, if you think I'm doing a great job or you enjoy an episode, leave a review, rating, or comment. I love to hear from you. And don't forget to visit She'sAboutBusiness.com for amazing blog articles, events, and services. Love you
1: guys. Let's be about business.